What up, what up, what up? It's Bree. And Zeppy. And we are Sidebar Josen. Hope you guys are doing well. We're back with another episode. I think I, I think our like recording dates have changed. Like we're gonna start releasing on Fridays or something. Do not lie to these people. Do not give them dates. <laughs> it will come out when we put it out within the week. Yeah, so um you heard her. But yeah, today we're going to talk about a bunch of different things. It seems like there's so many different things that are going on that there's a bunch of topics that we can cover within all of these things. So we're just going to have another like episode like running it like Nike. Like we're just going to talk about the recent events that have been happening um, on the interwebs. We're going, we're going to Jose. So sit back, relax. Grab a nice big bottle of water so that you are not parched. And let's get into this show. We Josen. All right. How's it going, Duffy? How are you today? I'm doing great. That's good. How are you? I'm well. I, I got some good news today, so I'm feeling pretty good. What is, the, what is your good news? Do tell. Oh, I mean, like, uh, things are just coming together that are, like, school-related. Mm-hmm. So, I am, um... You got a practicum position. I, I got an no. offer. I, I did get an offer, okay. yes. And um, I'm waiting to hear back from some other options, but... Congratulations. Thank you, this my is, dear. This is the next step toward graduation. Can you believe it? Accept it. Can you like honestly like believe Just that it. we're almost done? Yeah, it's almost I came over. I that realization a couple of days ago, and I just wanted to. Just, I don't know, scream, jump out, do some jumping jacks, you know, not go to school, maybe go on a trip. I don't know. <laughs> just drop out now. Like, if I've come far enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've made it. I've made it. This is enough. But yeah, no, it's crazy because I, I remember like feeling so far away yet so close when we first started this program Mm -hmm. like I felt like I was closer to the doctorate when I first started than I feel now and I'm like literally like right there I'm like at the cusp but I think it's because of the the very large um hurdles that we have to cross over next like we've going to class doing tests passing Mm -hmm. these qualifying exams going to practicum writing these papers like all of these things like we it's just you know you you do them, you do what you have to do, you get it done. But the the real big dogs are like your dissertation and internship. And so yeah. I think it still feels a little far away. Yeah, because, it's like a touch and go. Yeah. Because like, we've gotten past the competency. Right. We've had a certain number of, in, of practicums, I should say. Right. But we can't yet touch some of the other things. Right. Like, it's literally right there. So, the moment that, like, I get IRB approval to start collecting data, that's when it's going to start feeling super real to me. So, I'm waiting for them to send me back something now. Like, I'm waiting on that confirmation. And that is when I will have another anxiety attack. Yeah, no, that's, it's going to be, um, when we start sending out these applications for, um, uh, for internship and we're in the throes of writing up our dissertation and, and doing our analysis and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm just praying that I won't be bald. I'm <laughs> by the time we <laughs> talk, but no, it's, it's, it's exciting, man. And it's just sad. I don't want to be bald headed. I don't want to be so stressed. 
that my hair starts to fall out girl bitch i will pull all my hair out but <laughs> but i mean think about when you think about what we've been through already and there's i don't think anything can test me <laughs> like people have tested me Woo! already so i i think that we're going to be fine this is really exciting we hit a i think a pretty big milestone yeah and so um yeah Trials um, and triumphs we are almost there but um now on to our topics of the day so like a a couple of episodes back i didn't realize that we've recorded so much we're on episode like 27 Mm -hmm. so almost 30 (gasps) just like us (laughs) i'm sorry what i don't know why i don't know why that moment just happened (laughs) but i'm almost 30 and i just got very excited about it i don't care hey i mean turn up so it, it this is true it is um we'll have our 30th episode celebration we'll go out and get some hot tea or something i don't drink girl i don't know I'm what not, you want me to do but i mean we can go and celebrate we can get appetizers and you can I'll get drink a drink for you don't worry yeah we'll be fine All but right. um we had an episode a while back called running it like nike where we just talked about all of the different stories that were in the headlines or on Twitter, or on Facebook, or Instagram that week. And so, um, we've had a couple of things come down the pipeline within the last few days that I think have been pretty interesting. So, rather than focus on one specific topic, I think we're going to just have an episode where we're just talking about what's been happening in these streets. It's been a lot. we got to jump around. Yeah. So, why not start uh, off with um nipsey hustle's uh service today is memorial his memorial service yeah um that was at the staples center oh and um i think that you know given that that's still like a pretty big topic right now like the loss the impact is, is still significant yeah and so um i didn't watch the service because i was at practicum and i had um patients like in the morning in the afternoon like my I, my schedule just did not permit and i, I wasn't super interested in, in yeah. watching it I to begin with i don't so like being sad yeah man like it's just it's it's definitely painful to watch other people be in pain and i know that to have something you know like someone so close to you and just so close to so many people like for them to first and foremost for his family for lauren for for them to open the doors and allow us to be a part of the audience i thought that that was really thoughtful because they could have had a nice and close right they could have in fact i thought that that's what I thought that that was what was going to happen and this would just be like a celebration of life that and it was not necessarily the service but yeah. if I'm not mistaken I think I saw his a, a casket in there like this was the actual factual funeral mm-hmm. okay so um yeah like that that I'm sure to you know to make that decision to open that up to the public and and things that was Probably it might it sounds like it might have been an easy decision because he just touched so many people that they wanted to be able to give the the community and just the audience at large an opportunity to say their goodbyes as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, there were some highlights of the service. I saw Janae Aiko sang. Um, Lauren London's um last words to him. Now I I saw a clip of that. 
Yeah. That, gosh, that hit me in the heartstrings. It like, was beautiful. I, I couldn't imagine losing the, like, the love of my life in that way. Yeah. You know? Like. Like, yeah. Wow. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, like, to. Briefly. To, to really just to think about the impact that he had on other people, like, yeah, that was a heavy loss. But the way she spoke about their relationship, the way he spoke about their relationship, it's just like, I believe in soulmates. And yeah. I believe that they were soulmates. Huh. I believe that they were soul Because I, I, I think that... Even if they weren't soulmates, it's, yeah. it was love in its, one of its purest forms, I would yes. say. Yes. Yes. And you only experience that with a select few people. Mm-hmm. And for the majority, you experience that with blood family. So to have that with someone that is, you know, a, a significant other mm-hmm. is significant. Definitely. Yeah, like, I've I've always thought that that was, like, what true love is supposed to be. Yeah. Is that you can love someone, you can be in love with someone, mm-hmm. but to love someone, like, for real, for real, to the bottom of your tippy toes, to, like, yeah. I mean, to your soul, you yeah. feel connected to somebody. Like, I've been in love like that, and mm-hmm. I would like to love someone like that again and to experience it in a way that it was just reciprocated. Like, yes. imagine how beautiful that was, and the fact that that was snatched away from her in just in a blink of an eye. Yeah. I, I feel that for her. Painful. I feel for her. Like, so, you know, she says some beautiful words going about... Some exper- experiential shit. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling. Girl, like, I mean, it was beautiful that she, she got up there and she spoke of how, like, even though he's not there, she feels him around, like, he's mm-hmm, with her. Mm-hmm. And, um... That, you know, like, she talked about how he would sage the house in the morning right. to kind of make sure that the energy with around them was good so that when they walked out into the world, they were, you know, starting off on a good foot. Right. And she said a couple of other, other things, but just, you could just see the pain there. You could sense the pain there, but she held it together. Um, the babies got to talk, like, um, her son with Lil Wayne. Yes. Cameron said a few words, and he talked about how... Nipsey had visited him in a dream like two days later and he was um they were in the ocean and um he 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 told him how beautiful heaven was and like he told him like it was a paradise like it was just he was so well spoken and so like just it was it it you couldn't help but just feel almost like this was like a family member you lost yeah. and he, he was so cute he said um his, his nickname was killer like nipsey Hussle would call him killer or something mm-hmm. like that and that was like his in the dream that was like one of the last things he was saying to him like what up killer or something yeah. and it, or that's how he you know introduced himself in the dream but it was it was really it seemed like a beautiful service um president obama sent the letter right um, and so, I mean, like, everything seemed really nice. I think the only thing, um, as far as, uh, just kind of off was, um, YG made uh, a comment that kind of had people looking at him sideways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I looked at him sideways. Like, it was, it was really cringy. So I saw people tweeting about it first and of course then I went to go and look up the clip and it was just as just as gross 
like as it it read what did he say tell the people what, what he read so if you weren't watching the service um or hadn't haven't heard um yg was up uh making his comments mm-hmm. um he was standing up there with dj mustard i think and um he said like towards the ends of his of his what he was saying he was saying he he made the comment of he and Nipsey were having a conversation and YG said, we got some light-skinned, uh, pretty daughters, nigga, like, what we gonna do? We in trouble. And, and I mean, all right, I'll say this. YG never struck me it as a... on my face. Again. Yeah. YG... It's just, like, perplexed. Like, what? YG never struck me as a nigga who would would not make a comment like that so i'm not surprised but i'm still cringing at the fact that you made that comment you know uh, at 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 this man's funeral and then uh, again like we've kind of touched on colorism in other episodes so it's still alive and well i mean people can be as obtuse as they would like to be and say well what's the big deal about the comment i mean he is true they have fair-skinned daughters um who are so happen to be pretty pretty is also subjective you know so pretty is however you perceive pretty to be but the the need to add in the fact that that the young ladies are um light tells you a lot about probably how they frame what pretty is and how they view women and what they value Right, and so, like, or I, I don't know if necessarily the, that speaks to anything about Nipsey, because I haven't heard him say anything about, you know, like, color. I haven't heard any, him and colorism hasn't even been in the, in the mix. Right, but we talking about but this, YG, uh, yeah, no. Keenan Daquan Ray Jackson. Who? Keenan Daquan Ray. Keenan Daquan. Keenan Daquan Ray Jackson. That is... The look on your face. That is the most <laughs> nigga ass name that I've heard the long time. That is a black. <laughs> like for real. But yeah, no, I, I was just disappointed that he thought to say that. And so like when I was scrolling on um Twitter a little later and I saw somebody else tweeting about it and they said they thought that this isn't the first time that they've heard him mention something about like light skin uh daughters or something like that. And so right. he had been on the hot ninety seven. Uh huh. He was on Hot 97. Yeah. And they were, they were asking him, so you have a baby man, you know? You have a daughter or a son? You have a daughter or a son? Yeah, I have a daughter, my light-skinned, my little light-skinned baby. Right. And I think it's like Ebro is like, um, yo, let's kind of like not get into the complexion thing or whatever and he was yg seemed you know genuinely like, well, why not? Like, yeah, or like, like why? Yeah. And so it I've I've come to the conclusion that at this point that there may still be some people who have absolutely no idea. Like things will just fly over their head, and they they don't recognize colorism, you know, as it plays out in the day to day. Like it's it's so deeply ingrained, first and foremost, that we have had to do a lot of work in deconstructing those ideas within our community. And so it's it's still a lot of work to be done and hopefully someone pulls him to the side and says, "Hey yo. Um look, bro. That light skin comment, not cool. This is why." And hopefully he listens. Um 
likelihood of him listening, in my opinion, slim. Because yeah. sometimes niggas gonna nig. And living in ignorance is bliss. And when you have that much money and that much access to just whatever you want, really, like, you can buy this, you can buy that, you can buy veg. It's just, yep. you know, like, it doesn't, It those kinds of things don't matter to you because you never will, your, your, your privilege in this space kind of, kind, you know, it gives you a, a nice little bubble, yeah. if you will. Like, his, his, his daughter being a, a light-skinned little girl who will grow into a light-skinned woman will have light-skinned privilege. So, um, but he, as a brown-skinned guy, he, you know, his his um, position where he is now in the music industry, it kind of protects him, I think. It it does protect him. Like, you, you know, you get to just be rich and don't have to give a fuck about how your color might play into things. Not that, not that, being rich or being famous makes you transcend colorism but it does help you in certain ways particularly men i think women would be more so affected on that end because like i think with the beauty standards we kind of get the brunt of colorism That's but him that, as I would say that to be true yeah yeah like him as a dude though because he's not like out here he doesn't have to go into you know like a regular schmegular job interview and have to compete against, you know, light-skinned Keith. Right. <laughs> or whatever, you know, so... Therefore, he doesn't really have to look at how colorism impacts women and... Women. And men, sometimes. Yeah, and a lot men. of times, yeah. But um, then he doesn't also have to look at, like, how his statements... Yeah. ...or his viewpoint mm-hmm. affects other women or other men who... Or of a darker complexion. Yeah, I think that that's the thing that always will annoy me is that the people who make ignorant comments regard like colorism, racism, and all that kind of stuff. I they a lot of the times when it's somebody who is in positions of power, privilege, and whatnot who don't necessarily have to deal with the effects of it. There's only so much that they're going to listen to you because they don't care because it doesn't give you know they they don't feel it yeah, and it doesn't impact them right or and really impact anybody that's around them right and i mean like Possibly. that makes me think about how lil wayne said you know i'll never forget that shit uh where he said beautiful black woman uh bet that bitch look better red i will never ever ever like i think at that point i like <sighs> i felt like okay see now nah, nigga i've been looking the other way for a lot of shit but this this one right here is just that's a and and for him to say no, that and for his too, it's harmful his baby's mother his first like Regine's mother no, Toya baby mother numero uno like the woman he you know I'm Child's sure mother. respects and has a lot of love for she is of a darker complexion his daughter is of a darker complexion and that blew my mind that he would even have like the black ass audacity to say some shit like that. Like, what does that then say about your child? And it might sound, like, real nifty, real thrifty in the fucking moment, but then it's like, well, nah, I can't say that shit because that would right. be, that morally, that's just, that's just not right for But me it to doesn't, say. you know, like, as a, as a darker-skinned man what, who is famous and has power and access or whatever, you know, what, you know, you're not even thinking about colorism because a lot of, you can buy your way into most shit. Nobody, nobody can really stop you, you know? based on that i mean they could try but your privileged 
vantage point protects you in a lot of ways that people in lower standing points would not have like that same kind of advantage so um and also is probably didn't even think twice about it too because his daughter is at an advantage just by being you know proximity to Lil Wayne she can be a darker skin um theme like woman and be able to navigate in a lot of spaces that she may not have had access to had her father not been um Lil Wayne so um I um definitely think that we should we should we should we should continue to have conversations and keep the people lifted at this point or whatever because I mean I I'm just I'm confused. I'm, <laughs> Wait, we just went down this. I'm deep, sorry, deep. I lost my track we, of thought because, no, because I, I I did something that threw throw us off, but what I'm saying is we're just going down this deep, deep path about colorism and what, what we're really... Yeah, so all in, in all... Future. And you know what? B- bottom Let's line. go back to Nipsey. Yeah, like... In Nipsey's memory, yeah. I think that it's important for us to think about what he stood for mm-hmm. as we move forward. And as issue come issues like this comes up, like colorism, um, like divisiveness amongst people of color... Mm-hmm. It should be addressed because if we're talking about unity, if we're talking about um, educating black people and getting black people to be more um, intellectually forward, um, more powerful, mm-hmm. then these are the type of issues that we need to address to make us stronger as a community. Right. For people of color. Right. Yes. So, yeah, let, let's live um let's move forward and live as as just live life with the intentions of doing better and so when we see shit like this and hear shit like this let's just try and um you know see what we can um pull the positives like pull some positives out of this i know we literally just i feel like we were on a, the momentum and, and duff just like literally just derailed rocked, me rocked her damn i'm sorry because we we just um let's just keep it a buck so we just got more emails regarding yes, we're, we're, we are in our last year of study as of next year yeah which means that we go into advanced practicum it's our last practicum and for some reason as if we've never done this before and we've done this Four times. What? Four times. We've done this. This right. is my fourth, yeah. Okay, this is your fourth time. I've done this three times already. Um, but the fact that we've done this before, it's like it shouldn't be this anxiety provoking, but we really wanna know where we're gonna be because we're kind of like our future is you know, dependent upon it a little bit. I was well, not really, so I don't really understand why we're we're acting like this. I don't. Get this it. is our little sidebar. If you, if anybody's in grad school, who's ever, I mean, regardless of what it is that you're studying, whatever, wherever you are, and even in undergrad, like you know, when they got those little big moments that you, um, not those little big moments, but those big moments in your academic career that can shift your um trajectory in a lot of different ways and so uh while we are recording this podcast we are also waiting for emails and things and so i actually had a conversation in supervision earlier Mm -hmm. about the decision um about what to do with this advanced practicum and um so you know for us we have a therapy practicum we have a diagnostic which means testing we have a testing practicum but in this 
instance, we get to choose a little bit more about what we want to do. Either we want to do more testing, we want to do more therapy, we want to do a mixture of both because then that will inform what kind of internships we can apply for, which will then inform what kind of postdocs we will apply for, which then can have a maybe a say in what kind of jobs we apply for. And so I was wrong. A lot is hinging on this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, 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 let, but let's, let's, um and get back but we did get some good news we that that was good that was those were good 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 emails these are good emails so anyway (laughs) anyway um so with that being said um let's move on to our next topic which Mm -hmm. um let's get to some local stuff somebody's lots and lots of local news yeah let's which one do you want to start off with party buses or sophie be right Let's start off with. Um, I want to start off with Sophie. I do too. Okay, so let's start there. So Duff, why don't you give us a rundown of what's happened for those who are not from New Orleans? Sophie B. Wright is a high school. Formerly, it was like a middle school, but now it's a high school, or it's been high school for a little minute, and now it's also a charter school. Because my mother went to Sophie B. Wright when she was a child. She did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. So there is a lot happening at at Sophie B. Wright right now. Um you should in just relationship. Call right. Okay. Mm-hmm. SBW. Mm-hmm. SBW. There's a lot going on at Sophie B. Wright. I'm sorry. No, SBW right call now. Call it whatever you want. Call it. I was just messing. Um the student there were students who were suspended after a senior prank. Yeah. So Let's see. The, the senior prank was like, oh, they, I guess some kids brought some water guns. Like a water, it's supposed to be like a water, water fight. Balloons. And that sounds like really harmless. Yeah. Um, but during the incident, three people were injured. Apparently, the students had also been, like, the, the um, administration had gotten wind that they were planning this. Yeah. And so there had been several warnings that had been given to them to not do this. And uh, I guess the students there was uh, even said, a warning we're going to like, call your bluff. Right. And there was a warning actually, like, like, 30 minutes prior to the incident even happening over the intercom. Um the incident the incident (laughs) um stating that they should not go forward with this so students used water guns eggs vinegar mustard water balloons starting inside the building okay yeah i heard that um so they started inside the building they're saying that a classroom was compromised quote unquote Mm -hmm. um they're saying that there was damage to one of the bathrooms possibly they you know they put some type of film or something i don't know what it was over the seats in the bathroom and from that um a number of people were injured it's not clear like what the extent of the injuries but from what i understand one student um it's a student with with disabilities um, oh shit! Who may have had a prosthetic leg, I believe. Oh shit! Um, this during this water fight, the prosthetic leg came off. The oh, student no. fell. Oh no! And injuries incurred. See, and I think that that with a lot of people, they because um they posted this on Nola dot com, and yeah. of course the Facebook uh comment section. 
um, was kind of jumping because some people were like, gosh, what kind of injuries? Was it really that bad? Because they hadn't Cause yet disclosed it sounds, what... It's, it's a water fight, Yeah, right? like, they didn't say anything about what kinds of injuries. They just kept saying there were injuries, there were two injuries, and in another case, it was like there were three people injured. One of them was a teacher. So, like, they were kind of being a little um, elusive with the details. Right. And so, because they were so... Because when a news story came out and they were so elusive with the details people were quickly jumped jumped on either side of the situation and were uh, totally against the schools for the consequence that you, the consequences that came about or were totally with the school in regards to what their decisions were afterward mm-hmm. um, with either suspending the students with suspending the students because that's what they did um, taking away their privileges which included their Prom. prom mm-hmm. and their ability to walk At during graduation. graduation yeah um and the they the students depending upon what they found may also face um may also face civil and criminal charges see i think jarvis deberry wrote a an article on uh like will the school really pursue um civil and and, and criminal charges or will they even go that deep into an investigation which i'm gonna have to go back and read that one but it's it, do they have the rights to is the other question so here's my thing when i first heard about this i thought okay that's a bit harsh not that the kids can't have the, like some kind of consequences because mm-hmm. it sounds like the the it wasn't just as as harmless of a water fight as it may have been portrayed right. like it sounds like maybe yeah y'all did kind of you know like take it a little bit extra and it it went from just being like a kiki kind of joke to look y'all like you're doing too much right when so you, when you start talking about um classroom damage we don't know the extent of that extent of that right when you start talking about classroom damage right and you start talking about individuals who are falling and hurting themselves right possibly because they're trying to get out of the way of this what is happening which Mm -hmm. means this is not an isolated thing Mm -hmm. it's not amongst the parties who want to be involved it's amongst people who want don't want anything to do with it and just would rather be a bystander it gets it, interesting. Yeah. It gets a little sticky. It gets sticky, and in that case, it's like possibly there could be some civil actions and criminal actions that have occurred. See, and so my thing is, okay, prom, sure, or Agreed. even like maybe, maybe see because the thing is if you're suspending them then i guess they feel as though oh i just get to stay home for five days i'm about to leave anyway what's the suspension so they're like well Mm -hmm. maybe let's make sure it hits home we're going to take something from you that you've been looking forward to yeah um prom okay i mean yeah like especially in light of the fact that people were hurt you yeah. you did too much if if people got hurt in the process and if maybe y'all jumped just stayed outside and threw a couple of water balloons at each other it wouldn't have gotten that far but when you took it into a space where 
you think you know like other people who didn't like you said didn't want to get involved and yeah. stuff like that were in the mix and could be in harm's way right like then you then you've complicated things for yourself and i hate to be like that person because i'm just i'm all fun and games i hate i hate rules shit like yeah. I, I love rules but i hate being serious all the yeah. time i guess that makes more sense. like i hate being serious and i'm like damn they're kids but i mean sure like if you want to take something away from them take prom away but but graduation though graduate that I, one i think that graduation i was like mm. graduation is something that you have earned over the course of four years yes and possibly longer depending upon who you are right but if i were in my shoes now if i were to do some sort of prank knowing the mindset that i had as a person that age mm-hmm. and how far that i worked during high school i would think I think now that that's too harsh. Because there's so many people that are involved in graduation. It's not just the student that's walking. Mm-hmm. It's everyone who cheered for that student, like, cheered that student on. It's for the parents. It's for the grandparents. It's yeah. for the, the, the teachers who yeah. walk those kids through that process of getting through high school. Like, it's it's for them. Like, it's really something that they worked hard for. And I'm I'm like punish them i guess sure do that but um not graduation though prom is a throwaway thing prom is one of those things where it's like sure go uh you know um get dressed up i mean it's a fun i mean i'm not even like maybe because prom was like kind of a big deal but not that big of a deal to me so i don't even want to say that the kids just like fuck it but it's a pretty pretty big deal but But graduation something like if you y'all still wanted to have it you could go do that on your own by yourself i don't know right but i and i'm gonna backtrack a little bit Mm -hmm. and say i'm not gonna even say that taking away graduation was too harsh because i don't think harsh is the word i think that taking away graduation might have been a fair kind of punishment in terms of its appropriateness not Mm -hmm. exactly what it is but i think that it was not appropriate it wasn't a i don't think it was an appropriate consequence yeah i think that that that's that's one way to put it for sure that it was definitely i think the administration was a little overzealous yeah and um yeah see we keep getting distracted because we're also recording in the car again and we are seeing like gentrification on parade right now because it looks like a couple of students from tulane just got let loose over here and where the hell are they y'all don't want where were you first not even where were you but where the fuck are y'all going i don't think you want to walk that that way way? (laughs) all right Well, why don't we take a break really quick and we're going to come right back because it's not like we have like a social media segment anyway. We still going to be shooting the shit. We're doing half and half with this thing. Half and half. So why don't we take a little break and we will be right back. We'll be back. Okay, we're back. So just to pick up kind of like where we left off, um, my thoughts were that in terms of taking away graduation, I thought the level of the level of punishment was appropriate but taking away graduation wasn't okay i think so there should have been some other 
punishment that might have been like equivalent to the level of taking away graduation. Yeah. Such as like say for example, um there's this one student, senior Jaheem Evans, you know, he kind of spoke about his experience at Sophie B. Wright a little bit and he was just saying that they don't really get anything. Like they didn't really have any fun. You know what I'm saying? There was mm-hmm. nothing that they really planned for the students. Like I personally would not expect that all that a school has is prom i would expect expect that they have spirit week i would expect that they have some sort of senior adventure senior class trip um senior this senior that so that there's more number one incentive to behave and then something else to take away as a consequence for you know bad behavior for poor behavior um and i'm not even going to say bad behavior because these are kids um but poor behavior so in this instance i think if they had more things to take away then graduation might walking at i can't say graduation walking at graduation because the students will receive their diplomas regardless but walking at graduation wouldn't be on the table as a consequence and i'm I'm, i think that i'm going to stick to my uh initial thoughts of that like the the administration was definitely on one when they decided to take all of those things from them Mm -hmm. and maybe prom would have been a fair one given the extent of what was going on but i just feel like honestly the the punishment and the crime just not matching up and just thinking too about how a lot of these charter schools do um penalize these children in absolutely ridiculous ways i mean we don't call it the prison the pipeline system or the uh school to prison pipeline system like for nothing you know like it literally sets them up to feel like to just be punished and pathologized and you know, like walk a straight line or we're going to ruin you basically at every turn. Walk a straight line as you walk from class to class. Do not say anything. Don't speak. Right. So Um, don't stick your hand out of the line. It's just crazy. It's ridiculous. And we're talking about babies that they do this with also. Yeah, no, from from kindergarten up until the senior year. Like I'll I'll never forget when I worked at um, a college program and a pre-college program here a couple of years ago. Um, how some of the students at one of the schools, I think it was Cohen, but they were just talking about how strict they were and how, you know, it just seemed too much. And so yeah. it, I, I know that um, I remember being in high school with EJ and we had some pranksters and goofy ass kids and stuff like that. And they would have never went after them little white kids the way that they go after black kids for this kind of stuff. So yeah. um, and I'm always a person crazy who believes that reward and consequence should be well balanced. Mm-hmm. In any kind of um, parenting kind of situation, which I think in school settings, administrators and teachers are, in a sense, stepping into the role of, of parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, also there's, you know, idea this idea from parents that on the parent side of things, like what people who are advocating for the children as well, what about students who do way more severe pranks such as getting a um what do you you call it like a little like putting a a teacher's car on the roof like getting a forklift putting a teacher's car on the roof i think some kid Um, did something like crazy like that but uh, bringing cows into the stairwell 
Yeah, like like goofy stuff like that. You just don't see kids get the same kind of punishment because it's kind of anticipated that they're going to do that. But again, the charter system is uh, um, definitely one that has not yet proven itself to be beneficial to like truly beneficial to black kids mm-hmm. in the city of New Orleans. Like they they report um, like a couple of highs here and whatnot, but um, I, we definitely are peeping game as far as the lows and how they treat our kids um the actual success rate who do they prioritize in these systems um how quickly teachers kind of come and go and are replaced within those systems it's a problem but um we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more on another time all in all sophie be right uh my final verdict definitely a little bit too much um give them give them detention make them do community service something that will have a productive kind of consequence as a result of like you know if they gotta do something for their behavior yeah sure serve the consequences but let it be something that does not take away from something that they've earned yeah that that is you know so important yeah so what's our next thing what's the next on the docket what is next on the docket um let's see in other news, Wendy Williams divorced her horrible husband. Good. I'm glad. And I'm not the biggest Wendy Williams fan, but I heard about the way in which the papers were delivered, and I was absolutely filled with glee because there's a side of me that um, kind of, you know, just embraces the petty, lives in the petty, mm-hmm. just kind of just feels warm in the petty. You know, like, I was like... To serve your dog ass, cheating ass, grimy ass husband papers, like you wrap them up in a gift box. And according to what I read, the um the dude was of course thinking that he was about to receive something nice. And the courier who brought the package to him as he opened it said, You have been served. I can and he um shit have worked. Oh, he was upset, honey. He was um, having quite a fit, according to the sources that I read. Um, on I think it was like B. Scott's website. And B. Scott uh, typically has so many people like um, tucked away and always in the know and stuff like that. It's like pretty trustworthy site. Uh, so, yeah, no, I was like really surprised when she initially said that she was going to be sticking by him that he was with her before she had the boobs and shit and all that kind of stuff like no sir but and um i mean i i get trying to save face because like with any celebrity your whole persona is supposed to be one of someone who's like flashy and fabulous and has it all together and any kind of crack in that can dismantle your whole empire you know like you 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 build yourself up on like for her being like the uh the woman with the tea the the girl who knows everything she's like the gossiper but now it's been flipped on her to yeah. be the one to be gossiped about because of the mess yeah, and that, it was that like fall, that fall was hard right and so she was kind of like let me keep it together but then she had that moment of honesty where she talks about you know her sobriety um and staying in a sobriety house because she was having issues with it wasn't it wasn't alcohol was it? i think it was like prescription medication and I think um, she kind of alluded to something else. But, 
yeah to just to, just to know that she was going through that and all the while this dude has been carrying on an affair with somebody for a significant portion of time and she was pregnant just had a baby he even bought this chick a ferrari she got uh quilted chanel bags she's um laced in diamonds and things and you just can't help but feel for her you know i do feel for her it seems like she has taken a really big fall um i don't know if it's even been a fall as much as this is kind of like a because her wendy williams show is gonna be fine broken down yeah that's a fall a mental fall is a fall oh like a mental fall yeah, yeah. no i was like like because the wendy will williams no brand, her, her career yeah I mean, she secured that bag really yeah well. um but just the the mental breakdown of it all could you imagine the nigga that you've been riding with for 22 plus years and you know that that nigga is doing you dirty. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of trying to keep it all together, you stick around. And you, this nigga is like, has his hand in all of your business. Like, he... That's the shit right there. That's oh, enough to make you go crazy. Like, he if literally... you're ready, ready to get rid of someone... But he's like... I don't know if he's necessarily her manager. But you. yeah, like, he's... Like a leech. Yeah, like he's attached to her in, in the business side and stuff. But I, I like was also fungus. reading that he she she changed the locks to the production studio so he couldn't get in there. She changed all the codes to stuff. Like she she came prepared. She came locked and loaded. And it took her to separate. It seems like when in the process of her being um in this what what is this house the sobriety house. Mm-hmm. In the process of her being in the sobriety house, it it gave her an opportunity to kind of think through this. Like, like with this type ahead. of situation, mm-hmm. you need a strategic plan to get out of it. And you can't do that when you're in the mess and the shit is always going on around you. Things are always happening. Mm-hmm. Like, she was, it seems like she was just in this frenzy until she got to such a low place where she was removed from it and then could get out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I heard, um, I, not heard, but I'd also read that he was, like, emotionally and at times physically abusive. So, I think that there was probably a lot. There's so much more that we probably don't even know. And I'm not even going to pretend like I do know. I just know that the situation from what we've heard is absolute trash. And uh, despite Wendy Williams sometimes being, um, you know really annoying and wretched when it comes to all that gossip shit and some of the things that she said Mm -hmm. i still you know woman to woman i don't i you know i kind of would wish that on my worst enemy but (laughs) but i would i'm as far as her and being you know just somebody who seems you know that this is just her little job she's a gossip person for for a living but i i would hope that she would get out of a situation like that i mean and let me let me retract that because i did say just moments ago that there was like physical and emotional abuse involved and so i so no i wouldn't i would actually i would not wish that on anybody i retract that statement entirely but yeah no I, i i would hope that for her sake that now that she is moving on that she can um find peace that she can remain sober, that this man won't... Well, if he was going out kicking and screaming, 
from just getting the papers. And I, I know this divorce situation about Girl, to be about to um, big ass baby. It's about to be off the chain. He wants to be nice and dependent. So he gonna be a, another Kendu. Just like exactly, I was about to say, just like Mary J. Blige's wife, <laughs> ex-wife. Father God. Okay, but um yeah, but no Kendu is is a whack ass nigga as well. Um but yeah, man, I I'm glad for Wendy. And I love the way that she did it. That's some that would be some shit that I would want to do. I would do something like that. Because if you if you fucked over me like that for that amount of time, hell, that's the least she can do. Is lock you out the um, lock you out of the the offices and things, and um, serve you those papers in a gift box. You lucky that's all she did, right? So, um, and I Instead hope that you don't. Somebody hands. Like, I really hope that she, she got money for it. Does not get like he hope. I hope he doesn't get a cent. I hope he has access to none of her funds. I hope he does not is not able to pull a can do and have to be um, paid out because ain't no way you gonna go out into the world and disrespect me like that and then also have access to my coin. I mean, oh God, niggas can be awful sometimes. What is wrong with y'all motherfuckers? Damn. <laughs> Awful. Ugh. Oh, the cycle of abuse. Oh man, that's uh go Wendy. Go go with your aggravating ass. And if it's anybody who can really take that and then, you know, come back, it's it would be her. I feel like she this is she's this is a come one. up. She about to flip this shit. She's the one and I and I have faith and I, I have hope that she takes this and goes forward and, and prospers some more. Good for you, Wendy. Do your thing. Alrighty um, then. Next Next, but uh, certainly not least, the Wades, the Wayne and Gabrielle. I, I, I'll give it a a seven out of (laughs) ten. I think that you tried. Okay. (laughs) The word. I'm gonna do it again. The word. All right, I'm done. That was go on and tell us. Tell us, but, tell us what's happening. <laughs> so, uh, Miami Pride just passed, and um, Dwayne Wade was, I think he, he must have been, um, you know, off playing ball or whatever, because um, he wasn't in attendance, but it was on his stories, or was he in attendance? He was not in attendance. He was not in attendance? Mm-mm. Okay, he but... He was off doing something. But um, yeah, he was, um, he was, um... Definitely um, showing off his family's um, fun time at Pride, though. And, of course, at the center of this is his son, Zion, who um, I believe has, has has come out. I'm not sure of how he identifies uh, as far as his sexuality is concerned, but um, he is definitely a part of the gsm community what is gsm gsm stands for gender and sexual minority so if you feel like uh lgbtq ai is a mouthful um gsm is another way of stating that and it's also a lot more um encompassing Mm -hmm. 
So it kind of fills in because I think with LGBT and LGBTQ and LGBTQAI, it's like the, you keep adding letters because you're trying to make sure that you're including everybody and no one gets left out. And so GSM allows for everyone to be kind of looped in because there are a lot of ways in which people can identify with their sexuality as well as gender. Right. Because um, both are very fluid and flexible. You so. Just I'm, I, I just had to share the knowledge with the people. So Thank you. So I, I now use GSM. For the sigh and sidebar. <laughs> sigh and the sidebar. So um, this young man, Zion, who's absolutely adorable, was out and about with Gabrielle Union and his, his older brother and his little baby sister. And it seemed like they had um, a couple of different friends and family out there with them. And they were having a grand old time. And it just made my heart swell with joy to see someone so young being supported in that way like just right. genuinely surrounded with love because and support that is the struggle i you i've known too many people who have come up in spaces where they have had to hide and they've had to hide in their own homes like literally just walk in the shadows as far as who they are yeah. out of fear of how their family and their friends and their co-workers like would react to that and it and that 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 breaks my heart because as a straight woman I acknowledge my the privilege that I have to be able to navigate in the world and not have to worry about what people think of my sexuality mm-hmm. and and I don't have to worry about um somebody discriminating against me because i'm straight or like it sounds it sounds stupid right like what i do in the privacy of my relationships in my bedroom and all that kind of stuff nobody really cares but all of a sudden if you love someone of the same sex or same like you know a gender or if you're like flexible if you identify as queer whatever the case may be all of a sudden we all up in arms because of um our you know kind of flaky christianity but that's another um because i identify as a christian but i go hard behind that foolishness with the picking and the choosing of what sin is going to be worse than the other some would some would say people take a really dogmatic approach to it oh of course so all that all the of course all of these shenanigans came full force in 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 the comment sections of the facebooks and the twitters and whatnot because would expose your child to all of that at that like someone someone commented on my i posted it i reposted the picture and someone commented on my picture and said that they had a conversation with um their parent who also is gsm he said that their parent is is a lesbian and uh, he, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, our friend was not did not articulate themselves well. And he but basically was spewing the same rhetoric that a lot of people have hopped on to now with the whole idea that because there are more um because gay um and and lesbian and bisexual and trans people and, and just everybody because there is more visibility yeah. particularly within media now all of a yeah. sudden the kids are getting brainwashed visibility does not equate to brainwashing what somebody and so, has and, and so even there's some valid points that are being made but it's being overshadowed by 
this idea that visibility means brainwashing. Wait, That's what's just, the valid points? The valid points are about sec not not the not sexuality as an identity, but sex as an act. There's a valid point about having sex as an act and it doesn't matter between who. Sex as an act is inappropriate for kids to see because children are social beings and they do kind of like mock what they see sure however identity is a different thing but that's been i mean people have been talking about that kind of stuff being an issue on tv since the dawn of time i mean like so people to try and bring it up now all of a sudden you're worried about what kind of content that your child is consuming on tv you don't want to see them you know watching people kiss but they watch people fuck on tv at this like straight couples and all kinds of shit right for like the longest time yes you watch like it's like no you need to be clear about whether or not you are being homophobic there we go they're being home very they're being but they're not even only being because we were actually discussing this in class about homophobia not even people of the same sex yeah like we're but we're just like we talked about homophobia not even being able like to be a term that fully encompasses the kind of discrimination and the ideals ideas that come from like with the that you know that hatred and whatnot homophobia heterosexism is a better way to describe oh, what that is more because in heterosexism that means it's like you know the concept of sexism being like the discrimination against one gender over another yeah. so in this particular case heterosexism is like the discrimination against everything that is not hetero everything that is not straight so like that's right you are um not necessarily even out of fear but rather just out of your bigotry your disdain your disgust yeah. and so of, that that encompasses more than just sex. gsm people it encompasses right. more than just sex it also just in, it can encompass like just love between two people in general yeah so hetero like a lot of people are being super heterosexist yes homophobia is also still a thing because there are a lot of people who are just in fear of what they don't understand and so when you say things like your child is being brainwashed like the thing about that that because I'll I'll tell you my theoretical orientation is CBT so I am all about examining the evidence for things up and down and in between Mm -hmm. if you give me a statement like that my whole I'm the first thing I'm going to do is con like poke holes into it until your whole thing like your whole shit's going to be in tatters by the time I'm done with it Tell me how that makes sense. Because if that's the case, if somebody can easily be brainwashed, there is more content of straight people on TV than there is of people being like being gay on TV, that like open, like um, show show like displays of affection with of that GSM individuals. If if your child is not just watching Pose twenty four seven on TV or whatever, or they're not watching um, the L Word reruns of the L Word or whatever, whatever show would give you know that that shows um, GSM individuals being able to be affectionate and loving each other and whatnot. If they're not watching that all the time, if they're probably seeing more straight people, then why aren't they just brainwashed back into being straight? Quote unquote. How did, okay. how did one episode of seeing two men kiss make them decide that, oh, you know what? I think I want that. That's what I, like, as if that couldn't have already been instilled in them and they saw that and I was like, yeah, no, that feels right. I've been watching other stuff that doesn't feel right. That actually feels more comfortable to me mm-hmm. versus seeing like, because I'm not, I 
actually am not attracted to the opposite sex. But now that I'm seeing these other people, that that reassures me, that confirms for me. Or whatever. Yeah. So he wasn't brainwashed. He just saw some content that he could relate to or she could relate to or whatever. They weren't brainwashed. Because right. if they could be if they could easily be brainwashed by that one thing, they could easily be brainwashed out of it. By the many things. But that's not how sexuality works, stupid. And then there's also mm. I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox. Because people piss me the fuck off they piss me they piss me off with this it makes me angry Mm -hmm. it makes me angry because like like i have patients young and older who are gsm individuals Mm -hmm. and it just gives me so much joy to see those people living and walking in their truths as Mm. like i mean kids to adults Mm. to be able to be like this is who i am it's, it, it's, it's heartwarming. And then to go back and see that there are still people that are trying to relegate people into these boxes and shun them and shame them for who they are and whatnot. And you want to sit here and talk about how that's emasculating the black man. You know what's emasculating the black mm-hmm. man? Being a dumb motherfucker. Yeah. That, that's more emasculating than a, 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 of someone being gay or whatever like that. How about that? How about you so fucking stupid or whatever that you can't get your shit together and like i mean how about that let's people, let's, let's, let's do that are, people are ignorant that's pfft, i haven't i'm mm, i'm ignorant. hopping off my stoke my soapbox real quick to regroup and so like from what you just said like i've just been watching a lot of older gsm people now just mm-hmm. now coming out and just now um entering relationships that satisfy them Mm-hmm. and it 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 makes me happy as well it's like a joyful thing to understand that all of this time these people have been socialized mm-hmm. to think that it's not okay for them to be themselves and to actually distance themselves from what they truly feel right and who they truly are and to now come into a realization of who they are and be okay with that like i don't want us to move backward you know, I don't want us to rewind the times and then go back to a period where we and we already are in that kind of state where we are where hatred is starting to be rampant or hatred has been rampant against the GSM community. Ben. We have to understand that Since ben. and understand how the words that we say can turn that shit up a notch your homophobia and your heterosexism and your biphobia and your transphobia are not just words they are weapons words mean things that brainwashing is also a, a, a strong word it is fuel there is a fire that has been steadily burning that has consumed too many gsm individuals we have people who are in their graves right now because of the constant repetition of just of of hatred yeah. and and just dis, just disgusting and vile ideas and comments and all of those kinds of things that some people are not afraid to turn into action do not tell me that oh that's just my opinion your opinion equals violence yeah point blank period point blank period if the, at this day and age if we are still talking about people fearing for their lives if they come out it's not just words anymore it never was just words so and another thing too yeah let me get into this real quick i'm gonna ask you a question what's the first crush that you can remember 
How old were you? I remember my first crush when I was in preschool at Rainbow Academy. Mm-hmm. It was this cute little young man. And we used to have nap together. Mm-hmm. And him and I couldn't sleep. I guess we had insomnia. Um, but that wouldn't be during the daytime, so I don't know what that would be. But we couldn't fucking sleep, and we would just look at each other in our little eyes on a pillow, and we might give a little hug. So you were five? Yeah, around four, actually. Four or five? Yeah. I, too, can remember who my crush was when I was in pre-K. Mm-hmm. I can remember my crushes from pre-K to 12th grade. I can remember every one of their names. I could list them now, but I'm not because y'all niggas are nosy. But I can remember being attracted to boys as young as four and five years old. Yeah. How on earth can you sit there and think that someone who identifies as gay or lesbian or bi can't also know who they're attracted to. Because why is it immediately that people... Because you know what the problem is? Mm-hmm. They think... they As soon as you think of something that's not straight, you immediately think sex. Right. That's the first thing that people... As soon as you think gay, you boy, jumping me into... this little boy was not trying to have sex on the mat. Exactly. But you hear like straight, you can talk about little girlfriend and boyfriends, but then you hear gay, you already worried about what's happening with somebody else's booty hole. Like what is wrong with y'all? Yeah, stop sexualizing. Like, these why? Children. What is the problem? So you, t- so that's why they think, oh, you can't know that you're gay that young because you're associating knowing that you're gay with, with knowing that you want something. You you associating that they know what they want to do the with their little of sex with their penises or their vaginas. That little they don't know. Just like you didn't know at five, you just yeah. knew that you liked boys or you liked girls. That reminds <laughs> me of this. Um, there was just recently, as as this is like happening, there was this drag show. It was like a drag brunch that went on, mm-hmm. and this couple brought their little boy. Had to been around three, four, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, Marty Marty Gould Cummings is the drag queen's name, and they were performing, and the baby like requested Baby Shark. Ah, so cute. And so, like, the drag queen performed, Marty performed Baby Shark or whatever for the baby, and the baby was clapping and loving it and just having a great time, and everybody was outraged. And it's just like, this little boy had a great time at this drag show, and, and, and he's none the wiser. Like, what are, you, what are y'all talking about? And he's even younger. He's really not in the know about anything. So what on earth could he possibly have taken in from enjoying a, you know a, what that baby knows? Marty's rendition of Baby Shark? I know Marty. And whenever I see Marty, Marty is my fucking friend because baby Marty shark. sang me Baby Shark. People are just rife with stupidity as far as understanding gender and sexuality. And a lot of it has to do with how we've been socialized according to our religious beliefs. And again, I identify as a Christian, but I am at this point now thinking that I must serve a different Jesus. Because the one that the, the, the Lord and Savior that I wake up to and pray to and tell goodnight, he, he, he and I... From our little chats, I'm not getting this sense that he has this kind of vitriol towards 
uh, people of a certain sexuality or a certain gender. That's mm-hmm. not the God that I serve. That's not the God I believe in. And so I am really concerned how people can go about preaching any kind of hope and peace and love and equality and in that same breath be ready to stone somebody verbally, probably physically, because they love somebody who is not the opposite. Or they identify as a gender that is not their assigned sex at birth. Or they don't identify as either. They don't know if they even really fit into the binary. There you have it. They just know who they are and they're just human. But y'all raggedy ass knuckle dragging motherfuckers are out here trying to make life miserable for people who are a little different from you. While you all out here scratching your ass and being horrible in all other kinds of ways. But you worried about who's gay and who's straight. Fall in a ditch, bitch. Okay, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. Because I'm like, when I talk, when I say that I'm an ally, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I really, really, really want nothing more than people to be able to live their truth and live their life and be happy. Yeah. And I, can, I cannot stand for people to continue to pass around that kind of hate. Mm-hmm. It's unacceptable. Because I know as a black woman... Or whatever. I don't like that stupid ass shit that gets thrown our way. And I would hope that people who are allies for us are just go just as hard. Because yeah. we can't stand for it anymore. We yeah. there's no more room for it. We I have to bring a child into this world and I'll be damned if I bring a child who identifies as GSM and anybody, any of you bitches will make my child's life miserable. Fuck that. I I think that for a lot of these people, it won't be until then that they are really that they really realize what they're doing. I I don't know, and I just hope you know what I hope they don't have a child in the GSM community because then it's a it is a coin toss. Yeah, don't don't wish a gay a gay child on somebody who's yeah. heterosexist. That's not going to necessarily be the, the lesson for some. For some, for it will them. change them. For some, it will change them. I've actually heard. Yeah parents who have changed their mindset because of who their child is but sure for those who it will not don't wish it on them like it's like a like a oops or a curse or a haha it's not that because that's a human i just would wish that outside of them having kids at all that they would come to the realization of what the truth and reality actually is Mm -hmm. and not be so ignorant that they would at least try to seek more knowledge and inform themselves so that their mindset can change. So all in all, shout out to Gabrielle Union. Shout out to Dwayne Wade. Shout out to, I'm not sure of Zion's mother's name, but, um... I'm sure, like, because she's not even included in this because she wasn't necessarily there. But yeah. that could have been Gabrielle and Dwayne's weekend. And he probably has a supportive mom. So if she's supportive, shout out to her, too. This baby has a tribe, a squad, a real team that's going to let him live his truth and be himself. And it reminds me kind of like a Magic Johnson and, mm-hmm. and his son, EJ and how EJ has you know caught flack left and right but his daddy has been infallible in his support of his son yeah and I love that shit we need to see more black men being there and present and accounted for when their kid doesn't necessarily fit into the tough guy rough and tumble kind of thing we need to because they're there they're out there 
Keep showing yourselves. Keep pushing against the stereotypes. Keep pushing against these harmful norms that leave people in the dark, that leave them destitute, that lead them to our offices where sometimes we're at the point now where we're trying just trying to talk them off the ledge from committing suicide because life is that bad exactly be present and accounted for for these people that uh the ones especially if you claim to be an ally be present and accounted for and and look after people because zion zion's gonna be all right ej is all right because regardless of what the world throws at them the people that's right there close to home got their back and and I, I wish more people were like that. I wish more people had those opportunities. We always end up serious. <laughs> Where's the laughter? Where's the fun? You know why? Because that, that topic is sensitive to me. It is. And it's a sensitive subject, period. I actually like, was on a radio show one time and I had to like with, somebody. Well, no, we even ended kind of serious with the Wendy Williams situation. Did we? Yeah, kind of, yeah. That's because I fuss. <laughs> You're a fussing. I have a fussing spirit. But I think that I'm just really overzealous because um, I care. You know? That's true. My core belief is that I am a good person. And therefore, my intermediate beliefs, my rules and assumptions and attitudes is that if you put good into the world, you receive good in the world. The world keeps turning because of the good. And therefore, my automatic thoughts reflect that. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk on Goodbye, CBT. Girl. <laughs> and on that note, we had a lot of sigh in this episode, PSY. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I can appreciate that, and I hope our listeners do too. We also have finally put the survey together. Thanks, Duff, for mm-hmm. coming up with those questions. Welcome. So that's going to be posted in the description box. The link to that is going to be posted in the description box of the show. So, um, yeah, fill that out. Let us know what you think of the show. Pass it on to friends. Let them tell you or let them tell us what they think of the show. We want to hear y'all's feedback. Um yeah, today we record on a Friday. Last week we record on a Friday. Next week we might record on a Thursday. As you can tell, we had two moments in which we had to stop and pause <laughs> and talk about school because it's literally our our life. This is our existence yeah. um, for now, at least. We have we have other things going on, but school is top priority school at this is point. Life. School is life. So, um, any last words? Mm, you always do last words well. Do I? Yeah. Um. What What haven't I touched on health wise? Mm. <laughs> Grease your scalps. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure your elbows and those little uh the little space between your thumb and your index finger is moisturized. Get a pedicure because sometimes you need to get rid of the toe jam. Yes. Make sure you are cleaning under your toenails and fingernails. Um, Sometimes you need an enema if you're full of shit. Yes, cleanse your colons. We're getting at an age now where we shouldn't be. I mean, I'm still kind of icky at talking about some bodily functions and things, but we I should also do. just just be mindful of your health. Cleanse, cleanse, let it cleanse let yourself. Go. Let it go. Let go, and let God. All right. And on that note. Be blessed, not stressed, and make sure that you don't let these niggas play games with you. You ain't got time. 
We josing. We josing, y'all. Bye.